And we are live with another episode of Lead Off Talk with myself, Caitlin, and joined, as always, by Gabe. Gabe, how's it going there, buddy? It's going great. How are you? Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. So for this episode, because we're, like, we're kind of in between, like, it's a little too early for our predictions. It's a little too early for our, um, like, top seven at each position episode. So it, it, we're in this like middle ground, and like maybe next week with the World Baseball Classic, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll actually talk, um, you know, position rankings and stuff like that, and obviously sprinkle in some WVC. Unfortunately, it's spring training, and just like training camp in in the NFL, nothing good ever comes from like any news is always bad news in my opinion, yeah. mm-hmm. and it usually means injuries. And we've had a number of injuries so far this year, uh, headlined by Gavin Lux tearing his his ACL for the Dodgers. Um, he finally had his opportunity to uh, play shortstop. Uh, I don't know if you you saw his like little press conference uh, when they asked him about it. I mean, he was crying, you, you know, and and you just you felt really bad for him because he's been a top prospect for them. He's been linked in so many trades. I mean, he was linked in a Lindor trade. Um, right, and they kept him around. You know they what? Uh, they had Corey Seager. You know they went out and traded for for Trey Turner, and Turner was playing second. Lux was playing everywhere but shortstop. He's playing some outfield. Last year he was playing second for them uh, with Trey Turner, and you know Trey Turner obviously leaves, and and now he has his opportunity to play shortstop, and just a horrific knee injury and. You just feel awful for him. Yeah, I mean, you got you got to feel for the kid because, like you said, he's just – it seems like he hasn't broke out yet because they haven't given him a legit – like, they've given him a legit shot, but they haven't, like, just let him find his position and grow. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I think this season was going to be that season for him. And, of course, like, I mean, I don't know if anybody's seen the video. I wouldn't recommend it, but, I mean, it looked bad. And uh feel bad for the kid, like you said, just – Ah, oh, just that's the thing about spring training that sucks. Like they gotta get them, they gotta play because you gotta get ready for the season. But like you said, the only thing that can happen is bad, especially when you're like on that level, like Lux is when you're an everyday player or you're trying to earn your shot to be the everyday player. Because you know, like this season's that season, and then yeah. that kind of shit happens. It just sucks. Yeah, and like we've been here about Gavin Lux for years too, and. And again, just to finally get the opportunity to play his main position and for it to end, you know, basically even before it even happens. I mean, because you never know. The Dodgers could either go out and get aggressive and trade for somebody, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. Or, I mean, they, I mean they're loaded with, with prospects. So who knows? Yeah. Maybe they bring somebody up and, well, guess what? He just took over the spot that Gavin Lux was, you know, you know, basically sharpied in um, right. to start the year. So, yeah, it just, man, it sucks. And then right before you uh, we hit record, you said about Brendan Rodgers is most likely out for the year. Um, Just injuries suck, man. Injuries in spring training suck. It's yeah. like, it, it's, it's like, I, like I said, I akin it to, you know, training camp in, in football. Like, you get excited for certain guys, right? There are it's rare overall, like, oh, a bubble guy to, um, like, Stephen Kwan. Nobody knows who he is. He hits the, you know, he hits the shit out of the ball in spring training. And then 
he actually makes the team and becomes like legitimately an all-star type player. Yeah. Like that is so rare in baseball. That's rare mm-hmm. in the in the NFL where you have like the, the camp heroes or whatever. Like those story those storylines just just oh man, it, it sucks. And you know, with the Guardians, you know, Sam Henches is, you know, shut down for a little bit, which with the they said ten days at least. Yeah, it, and he was I mean, you can make the argument he was our second best reliever last year. Mm-hmm. A class and eight. only lefty that's reliable. Yep. Yep. Which and thought, he, which and, is concerning. And he was a guy that it didn't matter against lefties or righties. Like he's playing, or he's pitching ninety seven. He's got that crazy curveball at right. he's six seven six eight. You know, any <clears throat> any injury like that is concerning. George Valera the other day. The same hand, you know, the same wrist that he um, he had surgery on, or he had surgery on his hand for a bro- broken hammock bone in the off season. And on a, I think he, I think he followed back the pitch, but yeah, followed back the pitch, just dropped his bat. Yep, and he and he hurts his wrist on on the same um, on the same hand that that he had the surgery on. It's like, man, like nothing good, nothing good right. comes from spring training. But like they need the reps. And like especially the pitchers who are in the WBC, like they need their reps, you know right. whether it's whether it's good or bad. But it's just it's just it just sucks, man. It just sucks, and it scares me. Every spring oh, training scares me. Yeah. Every training and every NFL training camp just scares me. I'm just like, can we just fast forward a little bit? The first the first quarter of every preseason game gives me the biggest nerves of my life when it comes to the NFL, and that's like the same with. Spring training, like the first three to five innings, like trust me, I don't want anybody to get hurt. You know what I mean? But it's a lot. It's a lot difficult to watch when you see an everyday player get hurt, and you're like, shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like I said, I don't want to see anybody get hurt. But yeah, the first three to five innings of a spring training game, especially with the when you have like Bieber or McKenzie or Cal pitching, it's like they need to play. And I don't give a shit to give up ten runs. They just, they have to get the reps in. But it's just like, whew, it just makes me nervous. More so for the field, the fielding and the hitting. Just because, yeah. like, man, I, I feel like by the, I don't know, 10th game or so, they should be, like, pretty acclimated in the, all right, I'm seeing the ball well, like, we're good. Whereas an injury can completely derail a season. Right. Where maybe if they don't get, maybe they get 60% of the reps they needed to, to be in 100%. Well, by the middle of April or the end of April, like, they should be good to go anyway. Right. So, I think that's basically what they did with Naylor last year. Well, right, 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 right. Exactly. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, um, God, I just, I just hate it, man. I, oh, I, yeah. Well, like, and, like, talking about Cleveland, like, what's the one thing Cleveland lacks? Like, if you look at our team, it's lefty bullpen. Like, it's Lily Hedges. Mm-hmm. Hentage, henches, Jesus. And with him just being hurt, I mean, like, do they look elsewhere? Do we just hopefully he comes back? You know what I mean? Because there's a lot of interesting free agents out there still. I looked, I can't think of the names right now, but like, especially lefties, you can basically give them like a one year deal to prove it. But it's also, it's like, that's the guy we're relying on. <laughs> like, it sucks having to go sign a guy to, on a prove it deal kind of thing. But I mean, it'll be interesting to see what they do. Yeah, I'm looking at um, 
I am trying to look at some other like injuries and uh what's his name from the Cubs? Uh Suzuki is oh, yeah. banged he, up he, and he's not he's not going to the uh to the WBC. Um yeah. let's see. And that dude came on last year like hot. And yeah, he got yeah. hurt last year too. But I mean he's gonna be a good player. Uh, um, same thing. I mean, sticking with Cleveland. I mean, their their first round pick last year's uh Chase Delauer. Oh yeah, like not just not even getting those reps, and then maybe right. he's behind the eight ball. Same thing with Cody Morrison, Espino. Now the Espino thing, though, I'm not. It's concerning because he was he was hurt in May last year and missed the rest of the year. The Espino being out for eight weeks. People kind of overreacted because that was based on, like, it came out at the beginning of spring training. So people were like, oh, my God, eight weeks, that's the middle of April. It was actually from, like, the middle of January. Yeah. So he already had two to three weeks left like that. Yeah. So so he's probably, like, pushed back. He probably won't start throwing till, you know, the beginning of the season. Um, But it's not, like, the drastic – you know, oh, he's shut down for, for, you know, two months from the start of spring training. Like, no, he was already five, six weeks into his eight-week, um, eight, nine-week recovery, so. Right. I will say, too, the thing with Espino, because, I mean, I think we're both big fans of him, but I think we're both being concerned because of the injury history. And I think we can all agree, he probably has the most arm talent in the, in the system when it comes mm-hmm. to just pure, just – Talent, but like we said, the injury history. But also, like the the good thing that Cleveland's got going on. That just say shit goes bad. You know what I mean, they need to call up some pitchers. Like if they want to call up the big guys, you still have um, Tanner Beebe or uh, uh, Gavin Williams. You know what I mean? Or we, even if you want the mild, middle guys, like Xavier Curry's still there, or uh, Pickleton's still there, probably for a spot star or something like that. So like they have the arms. It is concerning because, like you said, I I think we all just want to see him pitch. And get his chance because we've been talking about him for what four or five years now. Yeah, for real. And then it just seems like, but the one thing Cleveland can do, and I don't want to jinx it, so I'm not literally knocking on wood. Like the one thing we can do is produce pitching. So like, and I hate to be that guy, but like, well, I'm not that concerned. But like, I'm concerned, but not for the team overall. If that makes any sense. Yeah, I, I'm more concerned of like the is. Is he going to be relegated to the bullpen? Right. That that would be that would be my only concern. Like, is this and I and I hate to even bring it up, but like, is this another like Danny Salazar thing? Because that I right. mean, that guy had all the talent in the world. Mm-hmm. He's going to stay healthy either. No, yep. yeah, I agree. Um, it's kind of going through some other. I mean, Nestor Cortez with the hamstring. He's not even in the uh, uh, world baseball anymore. World baseball anymore. Um, Frankie Matas is out until maybe August with a shoulder injury. I mean, and those the shoulder injuries, man. That's They're what scares so, me. Especially for a pitcher. Yeah, yeah. Those, like that's you just never me. know. You never know because they they feel fine, then you go back to throwing, and then it's like, oh, well, it hurts again. Well, we're gonna shut you down for another three weeks. You know what I mean? Like it just constant shutdown periods with those shoulder injuries. And I was even like afraid when. Even when Bieber came, it was it 2021, when Bieber had, what, two starts at the end of the year, 
and he was just like no i need this but i'm like (laughs) are you sure like are you sure (laughs) like i understand the 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 psychological mindset of i went through i went through this bad injury um and i rehabbed and everything i need to make this like make these starts for my own psyche and it's like but if you re-injure this and now you're heading into the off season with and it's just like oh my goodness i but you know we'll see what we'll see what Frankie Monta is. I mean, I can't, I'm pretty. That was sure they, a, he's he's been injury prone for a while. Well, yeah, and he only what, pitched a handful of games with with um with the Yankees, the Yankees last answer. year. Yeah. yeah, and I believe they gave up you know some significant prospects, pitching prospects they for did. him too. Yeah, it was a big deal when it happened. Then he just never played, and uh, now he's hurt again. Like it's just not a good look. <laughs> Let's see what other guys. Um, Joe Musgrove <laughs> broke his toe. Be- I mean, that's that fucking sucks. He bro- just, he breaks yeah. his toe. Be you know he drops a a weight on it like uh. Well, I say well, didn't Chapman? Yeah, Chapman, Chapman. fell and uh fucked up his lip and had to get stitches and missed a couple of days for the for Kansas City. Yeah, but he p- he pitched the other day with he pitched. Team. Yeah, it's um, just like those freak injuries though, the ones that like. Cause didn't like I think Perez for them like hurt his back lifting up suitcases, something like that. Yeah, one year. <laughs> um, Jacob Degrom still hasn't um pitched. He's out since February twenty eighth. Oh um, God. our prediction was right. We I felt more confident with Verlander and with <laughs> <laughs> the two old guys. Oh, uh, let's see. A uh, glass now again. Glass now. Like that guy can't catch a fucking break. Yeah, that just sucks because he's got electric stuff. He's like right, dog. Um, yeah, like of notable names, like that's that's about it. But it just it just sucks. Yeah, all all, it's just it bad sucks. for it's just bad for baseball when that shit kind of happens. Um, going back to the Gavin Lux thing, there's a percentage of Cleveland fans. Who are very happy to send Ahmed Rosario to the LA Dodgers as a replacement, and I just I just don't know how to feel about this. I do not. Know, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's weird for me because I'm in the mindset before, like last season, we were talking about Tyler Freeman. Arias, Arias being like the next guy is up. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. With them. And now it's like I'm in the mindset with that. Like those guys might be like utility guys for us now. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. And like I can't think of his name. Brian, uh, I can't think of his last name. Um, Rokio. Rokio. I've been watching his spring training. I'm so excited. I think that kid's the future at shortstop for us. And I think he got called up to AAA last year. Mm-hmm. So it's like I don't know. I feel like we're in a spot where we can win now still. You know what I mean? And, like, if they're confident that he can come up and play right away, I would be like, okay, I guess. But, like, I feel like we have to get a big haul still because, I don't know. It's just – it's confusing because we're not going to get what we probably want for him because I think, what, one-year deal? Yeah, last year of his contract. Yeah, last year of his contract. And I don't know if I'm comfortable with Arias playing short. The whole, Like, you know what I mean? To start the year. I don't know how confident I am with that. It's which is strange because, like I said last year, I was like, I, if you were asking me who I want to play shortstop, I'm like, yeah, Gabriel Arias, Arias. yeah, 100%. or like 
or uh or Jimenez. Jimenez, yeah. Yeah, at short. And then I'd have been maybe Tyler Freeman at second, yeah. Right, yeah. And, like, now it's just, like, I don't know. because I'll, And also, Ahmed Ramp won me over last year. He played great defense from what we're used to seeing from him. And he was fourth in, in, in MLB in hits. It's, so it's, like, well, I don't know. It's just it's it's crazy thinking about it, to be honest. Because I don't know what to do. If, I'm if the, pulling both if, sides. If the deal is right, fine. Right. But at the end of the season, Ahmed Rosario, like, he's very inconsistent the first six weeks of the year. First yes. two months of the year. But at the end of the year, I mean, he is... he. If he plays a full season, he his stat lines are the exact same. Year yeah. in and year out. And what you hope from you know, Gabriel Arias or Brian Rocchio is what you're getting from a Ahmed Rosario. Right. Now, like, Arias, I I feel like, could hit 20 home runs. And mm-hmm. maybe instead of hitting, you know, like, 280, like, maybe he hits 270, right? But he has, he gives you 25 home runs instead of Rosario's 11 or 12. Right. The other thing is, you know, for a, still an extremely young team, the leadership that Rosario brings, mm-hmm. um, the comfortability that Jose has with him playing, you know, playing next to him, and the the growth Ahmed has shown defensively from year one to to last year, I mean, it's 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 pretty astonishing, honestly. I mean, we were we were ripping all these guys the first year of this podcast. We had two guys with Ahmed Rosario and um, Cesar Hernandez who couldn't who couldn't uh, feel the ball going up the middle. Rosario couldn't go to his left, as and Hernandez couldn't go to his right. He couldn't bag right. in the ball, and yeah. now Rosario, like has and what do we what did I always say and what do we always say like he's super athletic like there there shouldn't be like. It shouldn't be this much of an issue, but he's right. he's grown into being a very very good shortstop in this league and an underrated shortstop in this league. Where like, I understand people wanting to okay, we have all these these prospects, and they probably deserve an opportunity to play. I mean, there's only I mean, there's like if Arias goes to AAA. And just continues to do what he does. Like that 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 doesn't help him grow as a player. That right. doesn't help your t- your major league team. But it's 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 just I don't know. I I just, like I'm on the fence, and I feel like the people who always wanted a Med Rosario gone are like, oh here, like now we ship him out, and it's like, like we, I I it's more it's more complex than that. It's way more complex. Right. And, like, I think me and you love prospects more than a lot of people. But at the same time, it's like, like you said, you know what you're – if he plays a full season, you know what you're getting from Rosario. And, like, we like Ar- Arias could hit 270 or 260 with 20 bombs easily, you know what I mean? But he could also hit 210, hit 10 bombs. And then what do we do? It's like, it's like that whole game of you take a chance on a guy and, like, is Tito – and I think it comes down to two – is if Tito and the front office, because I'm pretty sure they're pretty like a tight knit group, if they're 
like if they offer something they can't refuse, you know what I mean? And it comes down to the fact, do they trust Arias or they trust whoever they have taken over shortstop? You know what I mean? Or maybe the plan is to put fucking Jimenez to short and then put Freeman to second. You know I mean, I don't know. But I'm saying whatever they want to do, I hope they have enough confidence to do it if they pull a trigger. But also, like, I don't want to be that guy, but I've been looking at the Dodgers since this happened. I've been looking at the Dodgers team because I was like, do they even want to make a deal? And, I mean, they have Chris Taylor who can literally play shortstop. He's done it before. I'm not saying he's going to do it great, but he can. They also have Michael Bush, who's played a little bit of short in AAA. He's been one of their top prospects. Placed, he got caught up last year, played second and the outfield mostly, but can play short. And their number nine prospect or 10 prospect is a shortstop and it's ETA is this year. So it's like they have the options, but also if they want to, they have the ammo to go trade for a guy. So I think it'll be interesting to see if the Dodgers are looking and if they are looking, do they call Cleveland? Because if we know Antonetti, he's always going to pick up the phone and at least listen. Uh, so I don't know. It's going to be, it's going to be interesting. To and, say I know, the least. and I know his, uh, Rosario's like, you know, people love like the analytics. Like the, his WRC plus is is only one hundred three, so he's he's only a couple ticks above league average. But it's like in on a team that is trying to win, can you guarantee that from a combination of prospects? Like, right. and is it fair to even put all that pressure on them? You know, to do that. Like I like I I just don't I don't know. But eventually, no, like, those guys, but like eventually, those guys are gonna have to are gonna get their opportunity to play every day. Whether it's this year when you if you deal Rosario, or next year when you let Rosario walk, and is it right. is it better to just get something from Rosario, um, like via trade, than you know if you give him like a qualifying offer and he signs somewhere else and you get a, a draft pick compensation? Like, like I don't know, like it's. Right. It's so tough. And the shortstop market next year isn't that great. So, I mean, it's likely Rosario is going to get a halfway decent pay uh, payday from somebody. Right. I, I don't know. No, it's, I agree. They're in, they're in this weird spot. And I think it's forget, underrated. Yeah, go ahead. And people forget, you know, all the this talk about top prospects. Um, Ahmed Rosario was the number one top, was the number one prospect in – in baseball, in the Mets organization, like I just don't understand. You know, everybody loves all these prospects, and it seems like they're they're quick to to judge either way. And it's just right. I, I don't know, man. Like it's I don't know. I think yeah, I think another thing that's underrated in this talk too is like the clean. I know a lot of people like to shit on because. uh him and Jimenez doesn't move up in the lineup because they what did he hit like seventh, sixth, mm-hmm. probably. Mm-hmm. But like the good thing with the what we have right now is like left right switch to start a lineup. You know what I mean? Left right switch, and now it's probably gonna go switch left with um Bell and Naylor at four and five. I'm guessing. I mean, I don't know how they're gonna do it or Gonzalez and then Naylor, but they have a good little like left right switch, left right switch, whatever they want to do in the lineup. And, like, if you – let's say you trade Rosario, you're not going to put Arias bat in second to start out, you know what I mean, or even Freeman. So it's going to be Jimenez, which means that you're going to bat left-left switch, which if you play a lefty, I mean, the only thing good about that is that, like we always talk about Quan, is that he'll, he will take his pitches and make good, uh, good at bat, but 
that's still like a underrated part is that you switch up the whole lineup dynamic. Yeah. Um, ideally, I mean, I think if I were Cleveland and let's just say hypothetically they, they trade Rosario, then what I would do is I would move Jose to second and then move up like Jimenez, probably the third. And then you have Juan, Jose, Jimenez, Bell. I think I would go Gonzalez, Naylor, Arias, Zanino, and then Miles Straw. Straw. Or yeah. if it's Will Brennan, you know, Brennan hitting last, like, it doesn't really right. matter. But, like, ideally, that would be my if, – if we were if we were getting rid of Rosario. Actually, even if we weren't, I would move Rosario down. But, you know, his aggressiveness on the bases, I mean, it – it, it sets up stuff for for, for Jose. Right. Like for, the, the Rosario does a lot of good things. Like, he does a lot of things good that helps the team win. I think that's an, another underrated part. Like you said, base running, his fielding's gotten better, but, like, leadership, but base running's a big one. Like, he's a terror on the base path. And with first to thirds, first to home, second to home, like, he he takes good – like it's it's crazy because last year if you would ask this question the start of the year like trade him. Yeah, Bulls we would have been like, all right, let's <laughs> we're not gonna win anyway. So let's just let's just see what these get the best guys you can get. Yeah. Now we're like, do we really want to leave? We need a really good offer. Like we need your best. <laughs> That's the thing. Like if they get an offer they can't refuse, I, I don't take it, but like I feel like it's gotta be a really good offer. I think that's what it comes it comes down to for me. I just don't understand, and this is really the the crux of, you know, my issue, is I don't understand people just, all right, ship them, like, goodbye. It's like, whoa, what do we, can we at least have a discussion first? Like, can we at least weigh the pros and cons? You know, his value on this team is, I mean, are you going to take a step back? Right. You know, the first, you know, three months of the season because you know until Arias and those guys and and if you lose a handful of games is that going to end up costing you a a chance in the playoffs to begin with like Mm -hmm. I just I just don't know I don't know right and I just don't like the idea I mean even and then okay you you hold on to him and you're playing really well well then you're not going to trade him at the deadline right and then we just get a draft pick basically well exactly or nothing and it's like, well, yeah. is that good? And it's, uh, I don't know. It's it's, it's weird. We're not usually in this situation. No, because normally it's like the player will get traded, like like Lindor. He gets traded before the season starts. You know what I mean? And we knew we weren't going to win that year. Like we do that kind of shit, or we don't spend. Like this is a weird occurrence where like we're expected to win this season. We had a good off season, like we talked about. We got everything we wanted. Mm-hmm. It was only two things, but it's what we wanted, and. We have a guy on an expiring deal who plays an important position. So it's like, what do you do? And like and, I said, it's going to be interesting to see what the front office does. And it's not like, like we were talking about, it's not like they don't have, it, it's not like they don't have anybody, you know, ready to play shortstop for us. It's like, no, we have right. like seven guys who could play shortstop for us right now. Right. Yeah. Like legitimately, like, okay. It's just. What would you but, do if they trade them and then we're Ricochet or Ricochet, Jesus Christ. Uh, Rokio? I can't. Uh, Rokio, Jesus. It's never going to happen. They uh, make him the starting shortstop. 
I don't think he, I don't think he'll be the starting. I don't think he would either. But then, wouldn't that be something? It would be something. I think. Um, I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be Arias. I think it's. Yeah. I think they love the athleticism. Jimenez has a second, and now that defense is is now a significant priority. Without the shift at second, you need a rangy guy like him. Um, to to, you know, to get balls up the middle to get. To have you know, diving stops in the hole, um, where with Arias, I mean, it's crazy. I see Arias and I see Carlos Correa. I see a bigger shortstop, yes. um, mm-hmm. who could who makes plays, who makes a ton of plays. And then you know, with Rokio, man, you watch Rokio and you're like, he swings the ball, he swings the bat, just like Francisco Lindor. It is yeah, Gary. <laughs> and it's like, well, now you got to pick between a guy. Who hits? Who who reminds you of your beloved star player that you loved for the past handful of years? And then another guy in career who's one of the best in the game too. It's like, right? Like and my goodness, that, <laughs> what a yeah. spot to be in. The, the only thing that could, like I would say, like a good thing that could happen is they trade off uh, Rosario, and I mean this like not even like a good way, but like is that you get more player players that know their position more. I think because if that happens, I think then you have Tyler Freeman make the big league roster as the utility man. Like you said, Arias is the shortstop. Um, but that's like the only good thing. Because right now, I think those two are fighting for a spot on the team, even though I think they might both make it because Arias can still play first and third. I mean, first and He's, they're both playing outfield now. Like I don't know what this, but the the bench confuses me because I think there's only one spot that's like really solidified, and in my opinion, it's Will Brennan. <laughs> yeah, catcher. We don't know. Yeah, we don't. And know. like you said, you you have two infielders fighting for a spot who both could make it, and catcher. There's what I think three guys fighting for that spot. And it looked like the lineup today. I mean, Cam Gallagher was the guy in there. Um, with what looked like their everyday lineup. Uh, so. Yeah, like we, but then Zach Collins yesterday went two for three with a home run and a double. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's I mean crazy. it's a good problem to have. I want all these guys to hit, so then it's a harder decision for us to make. But it just it's just funny because normal was like, well, who's playing left? Who's playing center this year? Who's playing third? Now we're like, who's playing the bench? Who's the rotation guys? <laughs> and because they're such young players, like you need to get them reps. You need to get them at bats. Right. But I think whoever makes it, they're going to play too. And and Tito does do a good job, like especially early on in the year to get everybody like at bats throughout you know the first month, month and a half of the season. Um, like I wouldn't expect, like I wouldn't expect Naylor to play against lefties like at all until Mm -hmm. maybe June, like maybe June. Um, I would also I would probably be. I would expect Will Brennan to get, you know, to basically steal that job, an opportunity to for him to steal that job away from Miles Straw, and Miles Straw yep. to be like a defensive replacement, pinch runner, uh, towards the end of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, they're gonna want to DH Jose some too. So if you DH him and then you have Josh Bell playing first, well then who's gonna play third? Well, there you, you have Arias. You could ha- you could have him. Um, a few times, I mean, a handful of times last year they. They DH a Med Rosario. Um, right. And then because you're playing so, you know, you play so early on in the year, you never know what rainouts and stuff. So if you mm-hmm. had a doubleheader, 
well, right. everybody's going to play in a doubleheader. So, yeah, it's um, it's very interesting. And I just I, – I'm just conflicted. Uh, over right. It's, it's, it's funny because it's a good problem to have, that we have too much talent. But also, like, it sucks because I want all these guys to play. And my brain should just go, hey, just – just get rid of Rosario. Like, and I don't mean that like in a crude way, just like, just trade him. get, you know, some assets that, you know, maybe get a, a couple pitchers or something and at least get like, con- continue to get a return on your in- investment in Rosario. Right. But it, it's this weird, like we're in this mere, weird middle ground where he's a free agent at the end of the year. And I mean, there's even talks that he wants to like stay here long-term and, it doesn't seem like Cleveland is too, you know, excited at the opportunity to do that. But, you know, I just, I just don't know. I just don't know. No, yeah, I yeah. Because and the point is, the Dodgers have a lefties in the bullpen that we would probably be interested in. <laughs> oh yeah, a hundred percent. And it's just one of those things where, you know, you sit there and you go, okay, Gabriel Arias. The idea of Gabriel Arias and Brian Rocchio are awesome, but like, are they going to give you? more than what Rosario gives you. Right. And like it's like, well, you hope it's it's the old it's uh the thing from Family Guy. It's oh like, yeah, when he gets the boat. That's yeah, what I was thinking. You could have the boat he wins or, the boat or you can have the the or the, the box. The box, yeah. This uh, the mystery box. Yeah. And, like, well, it could be a boat. <laughs> yeah. And and not even saying that like like, but Rosario is like a good player, and I think people just for some reason don't like him. I I don't understand it. I don't understand the hate for him at Rosario, especially, especially after last season. Yeah, especially all the work that he put in. Like, if he was still right. a, a struggling defender, who again he he hit well enough to you know be a average to a little bit above average uh, uh, hitter in in the in the league, but still struggled defensively. I'd be like, look, you can't have that liability um, at shortstop. When you're trying to win, you you can't shift anymore. So you need him to to play good defense. Arias is going to be a good a, def, a defender. Brian Rocchio is going to be like he could play defense right now in the major leagues, no problem. Right. But because he's improved and he's put in that work, I don't know. I just feel like why then why are we why are we so excited to get rid of him? I just I don't know. No, no, I I hundred percent agree. Like like I said, it's funny because I like I've told you many times I was. You know, I'm probably one. I was probably one of the biggest Ahmed haters, the mm-hmm. Martin haters, and now it's like, like don't want to see him leave. So it's like down to the point. Like I said, like it's got to be a really good deal. And even then, I'll probably be like, still don't know about it because, like you said, you know what you're getting from him, and you don't know what you're getting from these prospects. Even though we hope they're going to be good, the reason they're prospects and the reason like a lot of them don't pan out is because Major League Baseball is a lot harder than AAA baseball. Yep. And like even as uh, Arias, I think I saw something the other day. He's like forty-two for like eighty or forty-two for like seventy-one in spring training games. Like the dude's a god in spring training. He didn't really do much when he got caught up last year. Like he had a couple good games, but like it's different. Yep, it definitely is different. Yeah. Well, Gabe, I think this was a good discussion. Um. Yeah. You want to shout out your Twitter and and whatnot. Yes, uh, you can follow me at Yanez Gabe, Y-N-E-Z, G-A-B-E, 1-3, and follow the the channel at Lead Off Talk, L-E-A-D-O-F-F-T-A-L-K. And you can follow me on Twitter at Kaylin O'Sealy, that's K-A-T-E-L-A-N, knows K-A-T-E-L-A-N, knows K-A-T-E-L-A-N, knows K-A-T-E-L-A-N, knows K-A-T-E-L-A-N, knows K-A-T-E-L-A
we will see you in the next episode.